Success, is it really a secret? I don't think so. Join me as I interview guests from different cultures and backgrounds who have overcome incredible challenges to create the life they live today. Thousand likes, celebrity status, lots of money or big cars, these are things that come and go and do not define true success. So what is it? And most importantly, how do we create it? If you are a child, teen, or adult trying to understand how to achieve this word, then you are not alone and you won't want to miss a single episode of The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret. This is Christy Maggio, and the key is right here. It's not a great secret, so don't just listen. Learn and take action. For all of you who are listening at this moment, this is the amazing George Ross, and I um, first originally heard your story. Well, I know you from The Apprentice from way, way back when, when I would watch The Apprentice um, growing up, but also uh, recently on a couple of the coaching calls with with JT Fox mm-hmm. um, and listening to your story. And so I'm so happy to have you here today. Tell me about a little bit about your journey and how it is that you took the path and direction that you did um, growing up in in your childhood. Well, uh, that's a, a very good question. And it's, a, it's interesting because it was different. Uh, when I say different, I was uh, planning on being an engineer and I was oh. gonna go to, go to MIT and I had the grades for it. And uh, basically, it was all set. By, but what, unfortunately, fate took a, took a hand. And my father died unexpectedly of a heart attack. He was only 49, and I was 16. Well, that, that changed everything. You know, he was the breadwinner, and now going to uh, college was out of sight. And I had to rearrange my whole life. But I said, uh, you know, I can do it. And to a great extent, uh, my father, even though I, I, he died when I was uh, fairly young, I was an adolescent, but he had given me a background. Uh, he was somewhat ph- philosophical, but he told me something that has, has uh, really stirred me and enabled me to be successful. And that was, he said, George, I want you to look at life as a series of mud puddles. He says, most people don't want to get their feet wet or their shoes dirty, so they walk around the mud puddle. I don't want you to do that. I want you to go right through the mud puddle, no matter how deep it is or what it is, and get out on the other side. You'll be a better person because you did that. And this is life. You can solve all of life's challenges if you think of that and just act accordingly. Well, here I had the biggest mud puddle possibly he died when, when I was 16 and 17. And what do I do now? Well, going to college was out of sight. So uh, the only way I could possibly go to college was to join the army. So I joined the army when I was 17 and they agreed when I was 18 that they would uh, I would go on active duty. And they sent me to Clemson, South Carolina uh, to go there. It was supposed to be a North, Northeastern school, but they sent me to Clemson, another trick that the uh, government played And I went there and uh, Clemson was fine. I spent time in the army. I was a cryptanalyst and ultimately was in the army for a little over a year and eight, actually a year and eight days. And one of the things that happened and it it was unusual, but you have to 
chalk it up because the unusual happens, things are going to happen during your lifetime. When I was in, in the army, I had the choice of staying for two years or getting out when it was uh, what they could, they called the duration plus six months. I took that because I didn't trust the army anymore. And I was scheduled to be discharged. And while I was playing basketball for the, for the post team, and I slid into a wall and broke, broke my ankle, broke 14 bones in my ankle. So I was in the hospital instead of getting discharged. And I was furious because all my friends were getting discharged and here I was stuck in the hospital. But it turned out that I was in the hospital for 14 days. And later on, when the Korean War came out, they would have taken me back if I was on active duty for less than a year. But because I had been in the hospital, I was one year and eight days, so they didn't take me back. So my uh, another fortuitous event, and I only uh, bring this up because life is full of fortuitous changes and you have to make the best of it. So that's, that's what I did. Then I went to college, ultimately went to law school, met a wonderful woman, and we struggled. Mm-hmm. And along the way, so I held down many jobs. Uh, I was a pin boy in a bowling alley. Uh, that was it. I was a soda jerk in, in a, uh, another uh, restaurant-type facility. I packaged, I sent packages in the department store. I was in the credit department. I did whatever it took in order to make a living and make um, some money. I had no idea when I practiced law, I had no idea what type of law I was going to practice but I knew I was in Brooklyn and that the way to find to get was to get some experience in a law office. Mm-hmm. So I just looked at an ad in the law journal. It said law clerk wanted, and I called up and I happened to meet to, to, to not happen to meet who, who the person who answered the phone was a friend of mine from law school. And he said, George, don't take this job. And I said, Bill, why not? He says, well, first of all, it only plays $25 a week. You will learn absolutely nothing. You will be a messenger. Go somewhere else. And I said, Bill, truth is, I need a job. If it doesn't work out, I'll go somewhere else. And I took the job. It happened to be a real estate law firm. Happened to be. Real estate law firm. Interesting. All right. Now, from that, yeah, I became a good real estate lawyer and at, became very successful. I started to represent clients, major clients, and I built a reputation because I had rep- represented two multimillionaires in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Now, it, I knew nothing about the business of real estate, but I knew the law of real estate, and there's a big difference between how a business person acts and how a lawyer acts. And I had to rethink now what... Like a, like a business person rather than a lawyer. And that's what I learned. I learned the business of real estate. In, from 1966 to 1976, 10 years. When I started out, I, they had the clients that I represented, these two multimillionaires had 16 pieces of property. When I left, 10 years later, they had 720. Oh my God. So I did 720 major transactions in that period of time. And I learned the real estate. I learned how a business person thinks. And they also learned how people negotiate and what it is to negotiate, how to make a deal. From that, I went back, went 
to a major law firm, went back to a law firm, and ultimately uh, was very successful with the law firm and ended up with uh, representing Donald Trump, which was, he was a client of the office. And from that, yes, I got, uh, he, I was planning on retiring and he didn't want me to retire. He said, come join me. And he wanted me as an advisor, which was good. He wanted me as an advisor because I would tell him what I thought, not what he wanted to hear. And he trusted mm -hmm. me to do that. So from that, I was with Donald basically for another 16 years. We had the apprentice and along the way, I found I knew that as a lawyer, if you're good, I would make a lot of money, but I have to pre prepare for the future. So I have to take the money that I make and put it into something which will grow and be more important later on in my life when I'm ready to retire. So I will uh, do, do investments. So I did investments. I started a radio empire, not an empire, it was small, only had 10 radio stations. And I also had a factory that was manufacturing me a product and uh, got involved with real estate. So from that, uh, here I am. Now, as a result of The Apprentice, which is very interesting, all of a sudden people knew who I was. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I was a law professor at NYU for 25 years teaching courses in negotiation and tactics. Nobody cared. I probably did more large real estate deals than anybody else in the city of New York. Nobody cared. But I went on this broadcast, mm -hmm. The Apprentice. 20 million people were watching. And all of a sudden, George, he fires young kids that want to be <laughs> successful. He, that made me a star. I said, so what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> what's wrong with the picture? What about my education? What about my experience? The fact that I'm there as a, as a judge on a, on a talk show. And mm. from that, I didn't realize the power of television, but it was very, very strong. And now all of a sudden I became a speaker. So people would pay uh, lots of money to hear me talk and hear me say what I say. Now, getting back to where we are, this, I'm still, where am I now? Now I'm 93 years old. Oh, God bless you. Right, 93 years old. And I make, I've done very successful, I think, from money-wise. I put aside money for my children, for my grandchildren. And I always take stock of where I am, where I was. Because when I started out, in when I was 16, I, just, I had nothing. I had $13.12 in the bank. And we were a poor family, not dirt poor, but we were poor. And I made up my mind that... I would do everything in my power to see that I would never be poor and my family would never be poor. And that's what I did. So every year I would figure out how much money I had, what my expenses were, and if my income was greater than my expenses, I had money left over, which was not there for a number of years. But if I had more income than I had expenses, then I say what to do with it. Well, as time went on, I had more income and expenses, covered everything I wanted, and give the excess money to charity. And I also do these talks, these talks for uh, to improve the lives of people that might be listening. And I don't get paid for that, which is fine. I'm not looking at the payback is if I can help anyone improve their life and make a success of themselves, that, that's fine. Now, that's the teacher in me that says that's worthwhile. Mm -hmm. So here I am. 
So here you are. Yes. And, and so, I mean, do you believe in divine providence? Do you believe that your steps were orchestrated? Because in the sense of like, you know, when you went and you did those, those different jobs, but then when you went for the, went to the law firm and it being in the area that you needed it to be in to then move yourself forward, or was it always in the back of your mind that you knew you were going to make something of yourself? You knew that you were going to, whatever it was, whatever it may be, you were going to push forward. What what was it that intrinsically motivated you to be better? No, not intrinsically motivated me. It's uh, life uh, threw me a lot of curveballs. Mm -hmm. But I had made up my mind basically uh, from a stove where my father said, hey, that's just another mud puddle. You can work your way through it and mm -hmm. see what comes out the other side. And as long as you're willing to take the chance, don't think of what you can't do. Think of what you might be able to do. You can accomplish miracles. Mm -hmm. And you don't know where it's going to be. It's a fluke. Okay. In other words, yes, it was a fluke. I got into a law firm that was a real estate firm. It was a was coincidence that I happened to get involved in representing Donald Trump on his first deal. And I built a major law firm. And then I was a major influence in the, in the president of the United States. Who figured it? Nobody. That just came out. So there will be many doors which will be opened to everyone that's young that wants to go. Don't be afraid to go through some. Some will work out, some won't. Mm -hmm. But if you don't try, you'll never know whether or not you could have done it. That's a great lesson because a lot of times those doors are presented, but uh, people are afraid to be uncomfortable. Young people might not necessarily know or have that support to walk through the doors and it might be something that could ultimately, and then if you, like you said, either try and if it doesn't work out, then you know, and if it does, then, then that's, that's great. Now you, you probably have a lot of grandchildren. Yeah, um, I do. So what, when they come to you, do they come to you for advice? Do no. They no. No. They don't, they don't come to you and ask you for advice. Not, not really. Uh, sometimes, but not, not really. I mean, they got my, my grandchildren basically go through that, go to their parents and maybe ask them for advice. Their parents do ask me occasionally, but I think they, there's a realization that you, you have to do it yourself. Someone, someone once asked me, uh, right down and said, how would I define success? Mm -hmm. And I said, I would define, and I, did define as a matter of fact, I wrote it, wrote it down and JT Fox used it as a, as a guidepost uh -huh. is failure plus perseverance equals success. So unless you failed mm -hmm. and then worked your way through it, you will never be successful. Right. You have to learn to take failure. What did I do wrong? And then say, I'm not going to do it again. Or how can I improve myself? There are always ways of improving yourself. One of the things everyone should know, even at whatever age is, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? If you will recognize your weaknesses, you can, you can solve them because they're my weaknesses. If you have strengths, you can recognize them and use them. Everyone can be reached. There's soft buttons that you can press that they like. Mm -hmm. To make reset, you have to have, understand how do I make myself a more likable person? If I was say, if I were hiring me for a job, what would I expect? Put yourself in the other person's shoes 
and you can probably come up with an answer. As long as you're willing to try, maybe mm -hmm. something will work. Now, don't a major lesson in life. Don't go into a job or any profession that you don't like. I don't care how much money you make. Do something that you, ha you have satisfaction and you, you can like it and say, yes, I do it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But money is not the answer. You have to work a balance between family, friends, environment, money, everything, and lifestyle, and do it. It's not laid out for you. You make the opportunities are there, but you don't know there are opportunities unless you decide that you're going to try it. Then it may go where you want and it may not. But that's life. As long as you have more wins than, than failures, you're in good shape. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. And and I think with failure too is failure is learning. And and so there's actually this this young boy who told me this and he said he got it from someone else. He says that the word fail is first attempt in learning, you know, and like the the letters come come from is an acronym like that. So when you think about failure, it's it's not necessarily it's like a setback to ultimately set you up to move to move forward. It's something that you need to learn from or it's truly a failure if you quit right if you don't use that to persevere like you said to create that success then ultimately you know you 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 end up quitting and that's really the only time that you maybe perhaps fail at something is when you just quit. well for failure failure is a state of mind mm -hmm. and uh, you can learn from your failures as long as you're willing to say what did i do wrong and you, when you get, when you fail, you, you, you examine to say, I must, what did I, what could I have done that was better? I made it, I was interviewed for a job, but I didn't get the job. Why? As long as you can look and delve into, into what you've done and what didn't done in, in, in a, a general manner, then yeah, you learn from that experience and you do better. Now, one of the things that happened over the last number of years is the technology and technology has changed everybody's life lifestyle and i was always interested in technology because i saw it as a change in lifestyles but what has happened now is the art of discussing something face to face is gone why because we do it virtually it's not the same people you are we want answers what do we do we send an email we send a text so right the Everything has been compressed. Somebody doesn't want to spend an hour in an interview, they'd like to spend five minutes or maybe 30 seconds. So don't be upset with that. That's just part of, of life. Learn how to work within the framework of what you have and the technology, which is changing. Now, if anyone is listening to me now and you're not computer savvy, go learn where to dig a ditch because you're not going to be successful in the business world. You have to know technology. And it's changing as we speak. So be aware of it and don't be afraid of it. You can do it. You can learn it. And that's where business are. Now, the advantage is those executives or people that are on in years, they are not as interested in technology or they still look at it and say, no, this is temporary. You have a big advantage if you can bring the technology into their life and make it easier. 
at this. That's what like because that's something they don't do. And you can now use that as the advantage of saying, I can show you how to make more money in your business. I can show you how to get more customers. I can show you how to operate right. So take advantage of all of that and learn how to use it to your advantage. It's there. Mm -hmm. But I look at what the young, the young people, adolescents going through today. It's much harder than what was when I was younger because we didn't have all of the technology. You just go face to face. So you went for an interview, you went person to person. You didn't have to go through HR and, and the others. So now, if you don't make your point in the first 30 seconds, you're not getting the job. So you have to learn how to interview, how to write a resume, how to get across. Right. It's, it's, it's something, it's different, but yeah, this is what the world is today. Don't be afraid of it. Do it. And find out what's successful and find out what's not successful. And, and you can reach, everyone can be reached. There's something that they like that gets there. Maybe it's sports, maybe it's family, maybe it's an environment, maybe it's politics. And what you have to do effectively is to find out what are they like. Mm -hmm. And once you find out what they like and you speak to them, you find out that all of a sudden you're friends and the whole atmosphere changes. So you can use that to your advantage. And this, this is how effectively you can make your way through any difficult situation in life. And, and that's very, and it's very true in, in that sense of what you, what you want or how you do things or what you put forward. Um, and, and, and as far as being able to learn technology, I mean, you yourself over all of these years have seen so many different things. And now here you are on a live call, you know, giving young people the, the, you know, a message and how to help them move forward or not get be stay behind or uh and what people need to learn in order to be successful and you're absolutely right technology is one of them and you can either stop or go right uh, and people these people i've never met they've never met me it's only through the through this particular call that we're, we're doing that they have have an opportunity mm -hmm. to hear me and listen to what I say, they can use it or not up to them, but it's a learning experience, which they would not have had, but for the technology. Absolutely correct. And and I do have to agree with you. Like it's hard. It's it, it, it. There are certain aspects that are harder, like trying to have to pitch yourself in 30 seconds is not an easy task to do. Um, you know, when you're trying to get someone to buy into what you're doing or believe in you and I mean, but I think the other thing is too, is the idea of instant gratif gratification and people want that someone to buy into them right away when it takes time to create a relationship. Absolutely. And people don't want to necessarily create a relationship. They want it to just happen overnight, but like with anything, it needs to be uh, coddled and taken care of. And you need to have other people uh, believe that they should be a, a part of whatever it is that you're doing. And so I, I agree with everything that you have said. Good. Everybody, everybody's got good traits. Sell yourself. That's right. If you, if you have something that you're weak in, do it better. Understand mm -hmm. you're weak and say, what do I do? You people will deal with you 
if they are comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. If they like you as a person, say, yeah, that's a nice person. I like it. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice atmosphere. Nothing may come out of it, but the relationship is there. If they don't trust you, they're not going to do business with you no matter what it is. So I thank you so much. And I'm very blessed that you were able to be here today and add your wisdom to this event. So thank you so very, very much. Oh, you're welcome. It's, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And I hope that the, the people that are listening, at least some of them, uh, have learned something or have, have uh, improved their lives a little bit, having listened to what I've said and how I got to where I am, uh, which from a very humble beginnings to uh, advise it to the president of the United States. That's a long that's, journey. That's right. It is a long journey. And the greatest thing is, is it, it, the, the most important part is it did not happen overnight. And, you know, it was it was years in the making and little by little. But you and that's the important lesson that I'm trying to show young people is, you know, things things don't happen overnight, but it's created. But it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. If you have that formula, like you said, for success to persevere, take the good, take the bad, but keep going and not stop. So. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's uh, thanks thanks for having me.